0: Have you reflected, and have, have any like feedback on what you hope this show is gonna bring today? I've,
1: I've, um, I think that our callers really need to think about the place that they want because it's been so integral, like. I mean, I almost think about like, uh, you know, the seven point, like Anne Bogart, seven points of theater of like, but you have to think about the architecture, the architecture of place. Uh-huh. And I really enjoyed the Munibus from munibus episode was, one. Munibus was the best. And so I feel like living room in um, 2.1 I mean, it it could have been awesome if we would have had some details, like it was sunken in like a 70s one, like it was like a pit, and then like brother and sister were coming home. You guys have to listen to the last episode, I don't know what we're talking about, but it just, it didn't even burgeon into the ways of like, What?
0: Man. Yeah, I think the le- living room sex fantasy wasn't my favorite. I think so far it's still the Muni Bus for sure. The, bus. the Muni Bus! The was awesome. Well, hopefully we have some good sex fantasies today, and we will see what the people of San Francisco and the world think of, and we will make their dreams come true like a fairy godmother.
1: 415-550-0511 for your fairy godmother to... Glitter all over your face. <laughs>
0: you want, all right, you want to so, be glitter bombed? Boo! All right, so I say. So the first person that we have is is this person who I've actually met. I met him once. He's someone who follows me on Facebook mm. and follows me on Instagram. He met me in the Castro once and asked for a picture, and we took a picture, and that was about it. And I said, hey, I'm doing a sex, phone sex podcast. For the record, he is, I'm like 28. He like might be 78.
1: Did you take your shirt off for the said said
0: picture? I did not because I felt like, though I guess it's legal to take your shirt off in the Castro true. You can...
1: The only thing illegal, you can walk around naked, but you're not allowed to sit, sit down, down without a towel. You can't let the bottom of your dick or your nutsack touch any kind of public bench. I think
0: that I'm, I'm kind of happy with that rule because I don't think I... I'm, I'm glad that someone was like, you know, we are, we're all for body positivity and like, you know, nudity, but... There also is like a boundary. I mean, this guy wish probably wanted me to be butt naked, but who knows? Maybe in the sex fantasy, we're gonna make this come true. If you (laughs) and he's sending a lot of emojis, so this, Mm. so that you know what that means.
1: (laughs) If if you wrapped your junk in in saran wrap, could you sit on any bench you wanted? If I wrapped
0: my junk in saran wrap, could I sit wherever I wanted? Yes. I think that's yes, because then the the it's not touching is yeah. (laughs) You don't need a you don't need a towel. You just need saran wrap. So let's get the first guy on. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring down the Mm submix a little bit. Bring
1: it down. Take it out. Okay.
0: Yeah. Take it out. Who's coming? Here we go. So I'm gonna say the the number. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the call. call. So um call. 4-415-550-0511. 511 five 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 zero four zero, five, zero, one zero one. five one one. I'm a little scared for this one because yeah. I actually you actually know this. I don't guy. know this person. For the record, I do not know this person. Oh, barely. I like took a picture with this person, and I'm like really grateful that um that we that we did this, but like also. I just don't know what the sex fantasy is, and I'm assuming the sex fantasy is going to involve me.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, as I told people tonight who I was talking to, I'm like, dude, it's free phone sex. You can identify. Shit, yeah, damn,
0: homie. Good evening, and welcome to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Professor Gabe, And I'm Jima. And we got Syph in the building. Sup, Syph? Everybody feature in Sife. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Tonight we got a special guest named Callie J, who is on his way. He'll be here a little later. That's all right. Um... But for now, we're just going to play some music, um, listen to some shit that me and Jai have been listening to. Yep. Some new albums coming out.
2: Hella albums coming out. I think people are gearing up for summer,
0: man. A lot of stuff to discuss, too, you know, like the shows that have been going on and mm-hmm. all that, man. Just Hell a lot yeah. Good hip hop shit. Yep. Hip hop shit.
2: So we're going to start out with some tracks, and then uh, maybe when uh, Cali gets here, we'll
0: start uh, getting into some shit. De facto. Back though. Alright so um, uh, I know this first one Denzel Curry Just came out With his album Zoo This single's been out For a minute Maybe we'll play Some of his other album That hasn't Just came out too But um, This song Ricky Fucking Slaps Okay um, Yeah So This is Ricky Make sure the channel's right Yeah
3: Track, bring it back. What it do? See, Ricky said. with the rate of fit that was it we was lit y'all wasn't even shit yet. yeah we was three six food time mixed with Dipset. ricky used to take me to my first shows ever we'll only drop jewels way before they dropped off first they mocking now they hopping all on the way cause they see me popping big big large pockets they start flocking here's what i say when the ass keep knocking my daddy said trust no man
4: Can't fuck with me, and I'm starting to feel like these bitches can't fuck with me, and I'm starting to feel like these niggas can't fuck with me, and I'm starting to feel like these bitches can't fuck with me. How much I drunk last night, shit I can't recall Just know a stripper made a tip Like a bank reward I just drunk all night, fucked up all night So tell me what the fuck these bitches hatin' for They hate me, they hate Zay Why they hate the boy? Cause we making all the hits that they can't record Me and my daddy was a shit back in 84 It's a God in your presence, better praise the Lord I got a nigga going down Like I paid him for it And I shine so hard that you can't ignore it I shine so bright, take shots all night You niggas so broke, you make the way Board. With a team, not the city, really waiting for the takeover. The city like it's waiting for us. Once we on, they gon' be like, who came before us? Once we on, then y'all have big money, shut it down. You know me, I like to sip my drink, and I ain't got no shame at all. Bottle the bottle, I can't see, but keep on alcohol. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they want, they want. What they want, they want. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they want, they want. What they want, they want. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they want, they want. What they want, they want. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they want, they want. What they want, they want.
5: Getting freaky. I got a bad bitch and she love me Rose A,
0: Dime, P, or the Hennessy All the Hennessy, or the, the Hennessy We in this thing, bitch And your girl in my VIP, tryna take a sip When she get that liquor in her, she be on that wild shit Tryna seduce a nigga, cause she see we bought our chips Big money, I'm in beast mode I got that Henny in me So I'm going full throttle like a Hemi Got her body busting like a Simmy Got her bacon, gimme, gimme, tell her, hold up I'm finna take a shot at Remy, Drinking in the Ashton morning, all my niggas would be flossing, flossing.
4: Oh shit, 5 in the bubbles. all the bottles in the back, nigga it You know me, I like to sip my drink, and I ain't got no shame at all. Bottle at the bottle, I can't see, but keep on alcohol. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they want, they want. what they want, they want. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they want, they want. what they want, they want. I'ma drink it out the bottle. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they woke, they What they woke, they woke. They ain't ready for the beef, that's what I say. Cause every song gon' be good. If I sing, you won't beef, shit is good. Bring it my way. i eat every rap beef like an entree. We live every damn day like it's Friday. Aww, shit We live every damn day like it's Friday. Aww, Champagne, shake it up, you know that's my drink. We popping bottles over here, live it up.
6: Get in the kitchen whipping, I'm rapping again whipping. Keep on playing, bitch, and i stabbing your friend Woo. I'm in the hood, I think I'm back trapping again Trapping Woo. Oh my gosh,
7: All right, everybody. Hey, happy Saturday night. This is E.K. Keith over here at Mutiny Radio, and uh, welcome to Open Pages. So... Yeah, we're we're getting dressed up for for radio tonight. It's Saturday night in San Francisco, and uh, I always like to start with a little music. Um, I I had the good fortune to see a band from New Orleans called Chawa at SF Jazz this past week, and and I got their CD, and I was like, hey, is it okay if I Play some of your songs on my show and they were like, yeah. So this is a, a little bit of fun from the Big Easy from Chawa. It's an album called Spy Boy and uh, it's, it's Chawa. Here you go everybody. Welcome to Open Pages. Shawwa from delightful New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, yeah, they were fun to see. I highly, highly recommend that everybody go see them. So here we are. It's the third Saturday of February. I'm pretty sure it's February 15th, which probably should be, you know, recycling day after the extreme commercialization of of Valentine's Day but you know I like to focus on the positive as as much as possible um, so I think I'm gonna do something a little bit special today since so many people are are focused on love this weekend right around Valentine's Day and uh, in in spite of the fact that it's you know a saints day for an early Christian martyr who was executed by the Romans for his faith. But that aside, you know, it is, it's good to see people focusing on love. And so I'm going to read some love poems because I'm in love. And uh, I find that I kind of have a Set of poems that are sort of like greatest hits that I lean on which is another way of saying like ways that I like to repeat myself as a poet so some of these are are poems that I don't read very often this is called The Garden and it's for my sweetheart Sunshine The flowers have all spread their petals in the heat, waiting for hummingbirds to come. Even the bees sound louder in the sun. The sound of flowers making love, waiting for bees, for hummingbirds to come. The flowers have all filled with nectar, floating their thick perfume up to the nostrils of the sun. So that's that's actually uh, the first poem out of my book titled "Ordinary Villains," published by Nomadic Press. Um, here's another one. I can't even remember the last time that I read this one. This one's get ready, everybody. It's kind of sexy. Clean sheets. Love is clean sheets as a surprise slide in we don't seem to be able to keep them clean for long thanks for doing the laundry my love all right so this is a this is a special love poem because well you know it's it's for socrates For the love of Xanthope. Pull your head out of that cave, my darling Socrates. There is more to the world than shadows no one can see playing on the inside of your mind. You are the father of my sons, but you are full of shit. Apologize. Don't make me dump this chamber pot on your head. Don't talk about me like... I'm the difficult one. Who keeps your house warm? Who keeps your belly full? Who endures the endless postulations about what the world is and how we know it and what it all means? The world is smaller than we think, and it shrinks with every new person who we meet. And what it all means to a philosopher's wife is... That any woman who can put up with you will be remembered as a shrew. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, this is, I guess, uh, kind of a love poem to Texas and California Mythic Arcade. When I was a kid in Texas, California was nothing but a dream. Not much more than a metaphor, a fantasy of golden glitz and the big screen. I bet you know a lot about Texas. I bet I know what you've seen. Alamo heroes, political zeros, 10-gallon hats, and oil patch schemes. You can find surfers in Texas riding in the oil tanker's wake. You can find California cowboys speeding up and down the interstate. You can't see Texas from the inside. You can't see the mythic arcade. Just people running for the money. Inside California, it's the same. If you need roots, go to Texas. But if you don't belong where you are, you might find the right places California. Who you want to be is who you are. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a bit a little a, a little bit of love for California and Texas, two of my favorite places in the whole world. So let's see. I always get a little bit surprised when I see how many love poems I actually write, which is uh, hilarious. Because you know a lot of the poems that I like the best are very serious and so you know I suppose it's important for balance to think and write about love. So let's see and with that said, here's here's one that's taken a little tone with love. <laughs> Everybody wants a lover. So, where does love fit in a world of citizen pornographers? Our fetish machines make us voyeurs, increase curiosity, decrease modesty. We all need to know what everybody's bodies look like. Professional photographs bore with plastic alterations to private places or electronic edits to pixelated faces with a touch built-in breakup regrets torture exes whether they're in Texas or Timbuktu we shame them by posting tokens of trust broken such mean exposures but shame on who? Our culture of vultures feasting on the remains of what used to be love. So, yeah, love poems. I hope that if there's anybody listening right now and you have a love poem that you might like to read, give a call. Over here at, at Mutiny Radio, it's 415 550 0511. So, yeah, call in with, with some love. Um, so, I really like this poem because it features my grandmother dating poets. How many times will I learn the same lesson? Dating poets is kissing guys who haven't come out yet. Dating poets is fucking sensitive on the inside art thugs. Dating poets is dancing with drama queens. And really... They're all the same. Like that forlorn birdie asking steam shovels, Are you my mother? My grandmother says of old men cruising the bridge club scene, He's looking for a nurse and a purse. Nana, it's the same as dating poets. Maybe that's the fate of poets. Not lucky enough to die young. To linger at the snack bar Waiting for cards to fold Hoping to find The right woman With the right dead husband (laughs) So Yeah There's a little bit of love for everybody I think I'm gonna Gonna let that just sit for a second And uh yeah, it's kind of a quiet Saturday night so far in the mission. Maybe it's a little early. Maybe everybody's still at dinner. So since since that might be really the case, and it might get hopping over here and in a little while, but not right now, I'm thinking that y'all might want to hear a little poetry from a super cool person and a really awesome poet called Tony Alderondo and he's got this CD of music and poetry it's titled The Rhyming Poet and if you like it you should go to his website it's www.tonyalderondo.com. and uh, ooh this one seems good so I'm gonna f- cleverly cleverly shift to over here where you know I know you can't see what I'm doing but I'm working the equipment here and we're gonna find we're gonna find the right track here it's track seven and it's called Ghetto Sexy here's a poem from Tony Alderondo Give it a listen.
5: Her scent was California cannabis. Her kisses were delicious. Her tongue tied mine in chronic twists and would be guilty of answering my wishes. became addictive and I became addicted. Her wet text had me wanting her next text and all my wanting had this body constricted. Each text an aphrodisiac for the next. Was it love, lust, or witchcraft? Because I felt hexed. Gold bamboo earrings, Latina hips, lips cannabis scented. She moaned in vowels and syllables indigenous Indias had invented. She walked in ghetto verbs while smoking herbs so sexy and sweet, and made love as if possessed by a and West African beat. She made sidewalks blush, pedestrians hush as she walked down the street. I fell in love with this cannabis-scented, hood-represented, girl who was ghetto, sexy, and sweet.
7: was Ghetto Sexy by Tony Alderondo. Pretty awesome, I would say. So if you like that, again, please check him out. Maybe maybe buy a CD, So I've got, yeah, I've just got a bunch of really kind of cool stuff for y'all tonight. And, uh, This is a CD titled, well, it's from a CD titled Fear of Success by Create London. And I'm just going to play the first track for y'all. It's called, it's called Raindrops. So give a listen to Create London. Here we go.
8: At 10:04 p.m. National Weather Service Doppler radar
9: indicated a severe thunderstorm capable right of producing a tornado near Worley Lake, or 16 miles west of Newton moving east at 10 miles per hour. The tornado will be near. I get high and levitate up to the sky. I'm not backing down. Comments a boomerang. Here, we'll come back around. Rappers these days can stand to brag about slang and pounds. The system's a cage, it's hard to fit in like a hand-me-down. Religion, you fake Christian, my veins itching, from the chains gripping. Another day's risen, I hear Trace spitting my face missing, took his freedom to escape prison. God give him his soul, something he can take with him. Come from the crack blocks and easy wear space ridden. Dirty needles on the floor as a killer, paid with him. Chase the victim, make the news, cause he made it killing Rest in peace, my brother scraps, and that's a lost life. To watch his mom cry as her son died. Reality rap way deeper than a punchline. I know it's a blessing. Every day I see the sun rise. Let it rain. Let it rain on me till the pain stops. I have pain drops. Let it rain. Hold over for the Blinking in the instance, Fleur for fruition for the infants killed in the distance. More related, no lie. Then you should know. Cause time is short in the lives and we're getting older. You get 25 to life in prison for them hold-ups, Reminiscing cold nights when I sold drugs. I was drinking venom in the eyes of a cobra. Couldn't see left to right, like a snake's shoulder. Mouth off cheese, this the takeover. Crazy cause I will and got a flamethrower Gifts some life for a thing that helped me stay sober If the game's a pimp then a trip made him rich This whole platform needs a makeover Let it rain let it rain let it rain
7: C R E numeral eight London from an album called Fear of Success. You can definitely find Create on the internet. Um, so here's something else pretty cool. So this is this is a a local artist named Omar Effendim off a, a CD called Syrian Americana, and one of my favorite. Topics and things in culture for me and reading and movies are superheroes. And here's a track called Superhero. Check it out.
3: Our first impression of Damascus is one of surprise as we notice the modern appearance of the Sarai Square in the center of the city. But our opinion soon changes as we step a few paces away.
7: was looking for, oh, here we go. Yeah, if you like that, check out his website. It's www.offendum.com. And uh, yeah, there's some really good stuff on here. So as a special treat for y'all, I have here in the studio with me, my friend, Bloodflower... Say hi to me, Bloodflower.
10: Hi to me. (laughs) How are you?
7: I'm doing good. How are you?
10: I'm holding up quite well, thanks.
7: Yeah, how's Saturday been treating you, Bloodflower?
10: I pretty much slept it away. Thank you.
7: Ooh, Very dreamy. Did you have any good dreams that you care to share?
10: I had dreams that someone was, like, tapping at my door, and when I looked out through the peephole, nobody was there, typical...
7: Interesting. Typical
10: daydream, but horizontal daydream.
7: And there wasn't like a little sticker on the door that like someone tried to deliver a package? Well no. <laughs> no. Um the thing is where I live
10: knocking on doors, that's not it's not um it's frowned upon. It's not the
7: culture of the building. It's not the thing, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But
10: I'm really happy to be out. It's a good um it's really nice to be out of the house.
7: Totally. And
10: in the mission. Well I'm I'm in the mission, but. Yes. I'm in the booth.
7: Blocks and blocks away from home.
10: An entire five blocks, yeah. (laughs) I wear myself out, I'm just totally pooped out. I'm gonna.
7: I'm glad you got your steps in and that they brought you here.
10: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a nice walk. I noticed that a lot of people, you know, the lights are out or the lights are really, really on and there's a massive television. You know what I mean? Yes. Bigger than the ones they have in the emergency room. Yeah. Big TVs, you know, and they're just like, bam, like you, even though I'm outside watching from the street, I know I shouldn't be saying I'm looking at people's windows, but
7: you know. Well, no, but like if you don't Uh, have curtains and a giant TV and it's dark, like you can't help but looking at the screens. Like I know exactly what you're talking about.
10: But it's this constant bam, bam, bam. And I can feel it from the street. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's this box and it's shiny and it's trying to get my attention.
7: Mm, yes.
10: And I'm like, I'm not looking at you because I, you know, I'm trying to get your attention. I'm just looking at you because you're freakishly large.
4: <laughs>
10: and a lot of these, a lot of these TVs, they're on, but you can't see any residents inside. Like the lights are on, the TV's on, nobody's home.
7: I don't know. There's no I always, middle ground. I always kind of assume people are like you know, like sort of stretched out on the couch and I just can't see them because, you know, I'm always street level. So they're prone. Yeah. They're prone and you just can't see them. You know, they're, they're, they've like turned into like whatever jelly that TV makes out of your brain and they've just totally like, you know, turned into goo and, Well, it's
10: it's like, it's two different people. There's the people that shut their shades and probably sit in the dark and listen to jazz. Are
7: there people who have shades in California?
10: I do believe there is because you can't (laughs) see into every window. So they're blocking it with something. Maybe. Um, I don't really trip on what's going on there, but the the large TVs with that blam, blam, blam all the time, Mm -hmm. it disturbs me even at a distance. Agreed. Like most things. Well, you do pay
7: attention uh, maybe to the wrong details. Possibly, but, um, but I don't know if that's wrong. Just, it's just how it I think comes wrong at would be,
10: I think wrong would be climbing up the side of the house and tapping on the window.
7: That would be well past rude but and I would way into them, like weird.
10: I would ask them like why they had such a big TV.
7: <laughs> why is your TV so large? And why are all the lights on? It's a little excessive, like. Also, I, I like, how do you enjoy it? Like, it feels like when it's big like that in these small San Francisco rooms, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's just like, how do you take all that in? Like, it's too much. When I first moved here- You can't here, be far enough away from it.
10: Right, when I first moved here, people in the mission, you know, I'd wanna watch TV, watch some news, maybe get some information and people would be like, you know, look where you are. You're in the Bay Area the most beautiful place in the world, you know? Why on earth would you want to watch TV? Right. Right? But when I moved downtown and I lived in an SRO, people looked at me strange because I didn't have a TV.
8: Mm, Eventually someone
10: gave one to me, you know? And it was fun late at night when you come home, you know, after partying or whatever, and sit down watch TV, relax, you know? But um I... After the... um the uh there was a gun incident where some children were shot in Connecticut. I can't remember the school, oh, yes, uh, you know' was what it I'm talking Sandy about? Hook Sandy Hook, thank you, yeah. yeah, after that incident, three days after that incident, I disconnected my cable. Mm. I didn't wanna have to deal. you know what I mean? It's bad. it was a little know? too much oh, well, it's not that, but it's just thrown in your face every five, ten, fifteen minutes, right, you know. I remember my mom, like, she thought there was really a boy that floated away in a bubble, remember? Like, there was this kid that supposedly got in some kind of bubble and it flew into the sky. And people were like, there's a kid in that bubble. And there's no way there was a kid in the bubble. But that was the news, and people were very concerned about this kid in the bubble. But his, his, he was with his family the whole
7: time. That is odd.
10: It is odd. You know, because people start to believe that stuff. Yeah. And then that's another thing, reason why I don't watch TV, because I don't want to believe in anything. Fair enough. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough problems without having a belief system.
8: <laughs>
10: <laughs> <laughs> um, Understood. So uh, I wrote this today. All right. So this is fresh um, fresh from the pen. Um, Georgia Sage, a poet local poet, she kind of got me moving into the direction away from sonnets towards prose poems. So let's see how it works. Untitled prose poem Wrapped myself once in the arms of a white plastic antiseptic Christ laid out his 98 wounds and a spiderette of seven piles piles of a demon dust that once enslaved me. I wrapped myself once in the thighs of the Magdalene, her womb like a snake pit illuminated with burning Bibles. We lay it down Old Testament style here on the corner of boredom and desperation. She tells me there is a sacrifice for all matters, large or small. I wrapped myself in sheets of nihilism, raw and cold, existing below sea level. Wrapped myself once in a flag of cobalt blue, bullets lined up along the headboard. The Magdalene weeps, a mezcal cold as ice, and by dinner time, the locals are staggering drunk in the streets. The skeletal faces of the ghost dancers, they are clear and present as the nighttime itself. I wrapped myself once in the arms of milk-fed children, laden with idle dreams, seeking quietude in man-made lakes, man-made brutish love that fades away to a no-mind world. Yet I could still hear myself think, as the bowels of Judas popped, like black cat salutes stinking of sulfur and punk, a pistol, a pop, and who backfired? They said the lady lost her grip on the rail and had no return ticket. I wrapped myself in the arms of starless knights, once becoming still, yet slowly expanding. I refuse to die a faithless corpse, praying for a death I thought would never arrive, all smiles and lascivious gestures. Thanks.
7: Wow, blood flowering. Can I... Thank you. Give you some beat snaps. I love there. so. I,
10: you know, I I really love the beat snaps. Thank <laughs> you so
7: much. I, you know, some, well, some people live for the me, funk. Like, I
10: live for the beat snaps.
7: It it just feels it feels better than like a single clapper. You know what I mean? <laughs> what is the sound of one person clapping? Just a yeah, the solitary the solitary clapper. This but is the more snapper, stereo.
10: Yeah. Like that kind of staccato stereo
7: dang dude that's that's just like on a post-it note or something huh or is that the back of your grocery list like that's it's just like i just sit and write and it kind of like
10: gels and then i put it away and then i rewrite it
7: that that's a real like i like i like this New direction away
10: from, the, from the fourteen lines.
7: I like. Hey, right. you know what? You do you. Like I well, like
10: no, those I, too. Yeah, I but that. like that, I appreciate that. But I, you know, I, I like the encouragement.
7: Yeah, that's you know, that's a uh, that's cool. Like there's a lot going on in there. I really appreciate it. Like the thing is, you the know, sounds like you have such a sound quality in your writing.
10: Well, you know, I I kind of stole that from Patty Smith. I have hey. to confess you know but you if you're going to steal from somebody steal from that's best, right? that seems
7: like a good person to steal from
10: <laughs> i remember when i was a kid um her her um poetry book babel yeah was like my bible
7: oh you know, that's
10: pretty cool I, I was entranced by this one line she had this line she said i figure not to linger with the finger forever and i was hooked yeah you know and uh yeah so uh, that was she she uh she kind of pointed me in a, a certain sensibility, like a way to uh, um, express yourself not only with words, but with sound. Um, so yeah, steal from the best me right?
7: For sure. And yeah. I got somebody in the nineties, somebody gave me a collection of her poetry and I adored it. And in fact, okay, I know this is going to sound funny, But I got into her music after I started reading her poetry. Sure,
10: I think a lot of people did.
7: And, you know, but it was like, I was way late to the party, if you know what I'm saying. And then I discovered like all, and then there were definitely songs where I was like, oh, that's, that's who sings that song. Right. Right. And, and so that was good. But then like, there were a lot of other, like, I mean, she's got so many good songs.
10: Not many poets have number one hits.
7: Not very many.
10: You know, that was uh, um, a rare thing to happen, you know, even in the 70s when a lot of rare things happened. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, I just, um, sometimes she could kind of be a little dogmatic in a way, but you kind of overlook that, you know. Um, I think live is much better than the records. Like. You know, I have trouble listening to the record sometimes. But live, you know, she can't be beat.
7: Have you, how many times have you seen her live? I have
10: no idea. A few times. That's cool. A couple times. Um, she times. Uh, I never got to see her till I moved out here because she wouldn't, she wouldn't come out and play much. You know, but for some reason, um, I guess after the death of her husband, she started touring again. So I, I see. So I saw her a couple of times out here. Um, she gave a reading at... Uh, the book fair they used to have the book fair down at uh, the harvey what is it the um i'm having a brain fart <laughs> the uh the soma main place where you have the uh, events and, oh uh, uh
7: is it soma no, arts
10: no 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 it's older than that oh but they have the big book fair they used to have a big book fair there every year and patty smith appeared there with her collected lyrics or something and she set up an alternate show of hers reading upstairs and it pissed a lot of people off
7: really why
10: well because she was taken away from the people who were just there to look at books and she was kind of setting herself aside you know and selling the book and signing it and you know it was people didn't weren't too cool about that but it was interesting because she gave a reading before she sold the books you know um i remember diamond dave was there you know there were a lot of people there
7: that's cool. It was
10: interesting. Um and I think the the other time I saw her was at um oh, Martin Luther King Park in Berkeley. Um I remember it was kind of notable because there were two women dancing with infants in the front of the stage. Yeah. And Patty jumped off the stage and started saying, "Keep those children away from the amplifiers. It's too loud." You know, like I raised two kids and I never got, they never got that close to an amplifier. So she, so the women went back into the crowd, you know, but she came down and kind of said, no,
7: that's too close. You know, that's cool. um, Better to know than not know. Right. Right.
0: And, um,
10: (laughs) yeah, but I mean, I've been influenced by a lot of other poets aside from her, you know, um, Kurt Schwitters, the German poet from back in the day. Talk
7: more about Kurt Schwitters. I don't know him. He
10: used a lot of sound. And um, uh, maybe what you'd call like nonsense words. Oh, right you on. You know, in uh, um, in his work, you know, a lot of times I find that sometimes if I read my stuff like not aloud and I just read it to myself, it just looks like a jumbled, like um, <laughs> it's like someone <laughs> it's like someone should tear it up and throw it in someone else's garbage. No blood and, flower, um, no. But I, so I keep revising till I look at it and I go, okay, I can get behind this and i'm really happy that you give me the opportunity to um work it out you know
7: excuse me that was a little cough um so i i appreciate that i appreciate you reading your work do you have anything else for us tonight well i can read um
10: a sonnet from uh let's see this is the second edition of the city is already speaking, and if you could play some music, because I have to take a water. I
7: need some water. Oh, but if I when we come back, I'll I'll read it. Thanks. Okay. Well, um, let's see. I definitely have. Oh, you know what? We're gonna play real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> we're we're gonna play a little milo star johnson Ooh. now you've known milo for a while right? she's my
10: facebook friend i'm facebook friends with milo yeah she's very talented i like her a lot how, um, how long have you known her uh, not long enough <laughs> um i've i've um known of her and i met her here really officially kind of here at your um reading and um oh, really? yeah I I um I really like her work a lot. I like her musical work and I like her writing, you know.
7: She's um she's the real deal. Well, then I guess we are all in for a treat. Um this is this is a little bit of Milo Star Johnson and this is this is off an al- album called The Perambulator. And she's just a really talented person. Because, she really is. So yeah. this this is not poetry. This is some of her music, and this is a song called "Melt." Excellent. So let's let's give it a listen.
10: Let's melt along with her. Let's go,
7: Milo Star Johnson. Everybody, that was Milo Star Johnson from her album entitled The Perambulator. And you should check her our website out. It's Milo That's M I L O S T A R R J O H N S O N. Milo so she reminds me of Mia Byrne
10: like that DIY attitude.
7: Mhm.
10: You know, just get down and get But yeah, movie. like
7: also with the quality, like right. bringing the talent and the right. quality like every time. Right.
10: It's amazing. Good for them.
7: Yeah, it's so cool.
10: It makes um it makes life uh more musical, you know. Agreed. And, uh, a nice soundtrack. Mm-hmm. For the for the um day-to-day existence, I guess.
7: You've been doing some stuff with, with Mia Byrne over at Alley Cat.
10: Well, yeah, we're, we're kind of like co-curating. on. A, it was called Mia's Playhouse, but I think it was a little too close to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, I see. Because I drew the line at Talking Chairs. <laughs> and um, I, think, I think like Mia caught the reference and she was like, oh. oh. She, so she said, how about Mia's Playground from now on? Nice. So we have a tentative date for November no November. Um, what month is this? This is um, February. April fifteenth.
7: Oh, April fifteenth. Uh, tentative
10: date at the Alley Cat.
7: That's cool. Yeah, so after everybody wee, submits uh, their taxes, they can come over to Mia's Playground and, and de stress.
10: Then they can head over to Poem Dome the next night.
7: And then head over to Poems Under the Dome at City yeah. Hall on April sixteenth. That sounds Five thirty like, to yeah. eight.
10: It's a good way to spend the tax season
7: It it is
10: Uh, Listening to music and spoken word and
7: Agreed Having fun So you got another poem for us, Bloodflower?
10: Yeah This is from uh, The uh, second volume Volume two of The City is Already Speaking Sonnet number three St. Stephen's Day is usually a day of powdery dry snow Dead wren at the doorstop of a dream. Sunrise spans the window ledges and silvery strands. King of birds, he knows his fate. Muted dreams of flight and resurrection days of a world without end. Saint Stephen stands bare-legged in the snow, holding a dead wren in his pale blue hands. Wreathed in holly and ivy stark and cold, hold the dead, small as they are to your vagabond's heart and her inner heart, where she possesses in her grace an Irish catch. Circle round and sing of sacrifice. Sing my knell from door to door. That was, that was awesome, Bloodflower. Now you.
7: tell me which book that's from again.
10: This is from The City is Already Speaking, volume two. Edited by Kim Shuck and uh, Thea Matthews. Cool. Denise Sullivan as well.
7: Yes. Yeah.
10: In good company. Very good company. It is
7: good company. You know, I was in Volume One, and right, right. Every volume is so good.
10: It is the like, artwork and the writing are all like primo. You know, they're all
7: yeah. It's really good stuff.
10: Right. Right. I um, I always I like the artwork and the and the, and the Writing as well.
7: Is Top there notch. is there a third one out yet? Do we know?
10: There is a there is a third one. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Um,
7: had, I haven't uh, gotten a hold of that somehow.
10: Really? It I had a, it had a Michael Roman cover.
7: Oh, that's cool.
10: So it's hard to miss. But um, I think you know most of they pretty much sold out. Oh. You
7: know. To I'm I'm late to the party again.
10: They're, they're hard Dang. To, they're hard to find. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. It's kind of they're kind of ephemeral. Man. But I have the first. I have the first edition and the second edition, and I, I lack the full set. Oh, I'm lacking the full set as well. So don't feel bad.
7: Okay, mm-hmm. I'll I'll try. If I to... find a
10: copy of number three, I'll get it to you.
7: Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, I I promise I won't cry on my cornflakes. Oh, that, that wasn't my intention. <laughs> <laughs>
10: but thank you very much.
7: You. You're welcome. Always very much. Pleasure. What else you got going on? You've been organizing a lot of events lately. Uh, You know me. I know. You're a busy man.
10: I just, I, well, the thing is my doctor told me to keep active, but she didn't tell me to what kind of active, you know? So I figured I'd be like active in the community.
7: I think that that's really wise and we all benefit from that. Thank you.
10: I would hope so. I would hope so. You know, I'm just doing my part.
7: So do you have anything coming up before Mia's Playground in, in um, April?
10: I think March is going to be kind of like, take it easy.
7: You oh, know, so you're kind going to, of, um, you'll are gonna be writing. Uh,
10: well, yeah, and spurts and spasms, as I say. Of course. You know, and uh, yeah, I'm, I won't be not busy, but I'll just be busy at something else. Fair. And then April's Poetry Month, but as they say in the mission... Every month is Poetry Month. <laughs> right.
7: That's um, true. We have a lot of poetry going on in the mission. We're yes, pretty, we do. pretty lucky. Yes, we do. Well, so I've got I've got a a, a poetry disc in the uh, in the machine. Do you Do you remember? Do you remember Jonathan Brown? He moved to New Orleans a number of years ago, but. Sounds familiar, but. Um, uh, yeah, it's. So this is some good stuff that I've got here. It's a CD. This is one of his older ones. Um, I'm, you know, I, you know how it is when you get CDs. Like, I know I have a newer CD from him. Right. But I'm not sure where it is. Like, it's not with the rest of my CDs. So CDs I'm,
10: are like that.
7: Yeah, it. It's gonna turn up, but this is one called Lawless Southern City, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play a track off of here. This is oh, let's see. I I, I keep changing my mind because these are all really good. I'm gonna okay. Let's see here. I'm gonna try to make this. Oh no stop wait okay i'm gonna move to track five here which is titled trying to untie my tongue i like it already yeah jonathan brown everybody i don't
11: know the words but i can feel the beat i don't know the words but i can feel the beat I don't know the words, but I can feel the beat They say cells regenerate every seven years And I'm 27 That means the person I was before I was 20 is already 86 Seven years from now, none of this will exist And I'm tongue-tied to the past I cling to a clink of a bottled solace. Give me something cheap and strong like early times. Like, why can't I remember anything before the age of nine? Fuck it. I'm at the bus stop. I'm sitting in the middle of the rain, pitter-pattering sideways. The weather is showing no stop signs and I got no place else to go. I'm looking for the beam that keeps the sky from falling. I'm trying to hold my breath. But wind begins beyond my fingertips, touch can only go so far, I'm trying to untie my tongue. These rain clouds never needed scaffolding, all the beams that have always kept the sky from falling and finally collapsing. The sky cannot contain us, it never could, soon we'll all evaporate. In the meantime we all got pictures we're posing for, or limits we've invented to keep us from doing anything, or demons we're running from, or angels we talk to when absolutely no one else will listen. I used to start my evening prayers with dear God, I've gotten desperate lately, now I say to whom it may concern, like a plastic plant in the midst of a jungle, begging to breathe but just not capable, true solitude is a gaping hole, yet it is better than a best friend if you can find it, anyone who's ever tried it, no silence always flinches first in a staring contest. I'm trying to untie my tongue My eyes are pried open, ambulance Wide, but I'm still silent As still life paintings Hanging on a blind man's walls I'm trying to untie my tongue And I wish you the best But especially I wish you eye contact With the ones you love Rest assured I'll contact you With a self-portrait An ugly love song Half swallowed Half sung I wish you the best but especially I wish you a promise you keep in a safe place in a place safe enough to make a promise you can keep. Please let my silence speak for itself. When you smile at me, it feels like a scraping me off the pavement. Maybe one day I will outrun my shadow. Until then, I'll hold your breath like it was my own. And I don't know the words, but I can feel the beat. I don't know the words, but I can feel the beat. I can feel the
7: beat. All right. That was Jonathan Brown. And uh, I hope you liked that. Like, I just really... I love all of his poems. That was called Trying to Untie My Tongue. And you can find more about Jonathan Brown at www.jonathanbrownmusic.com. And it's spelled J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-B-R-O-W-N-M-U-S-I-C. JonathanBrownMusic.com. So definitely check that out. He's he's down in New Orleans. Definitely. Like vibe. Say again?
10: I like his vibe. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's 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 deep.
7: He's, deep. he's real cool deep, yeah. and he's super smart and he's a, a a really kind person.
10: That's a rare combination.
7: Yeah, he's real cool. Nice. Seems like we've we've got a little you know New Orleans thing that's kind of sprung up with Jonathan we're, Brown, we're bearing and,
10: down on Fat Tuesday. And shall
7: what we are is that next week? Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. I love the Mardi Gras. I'm not that fond of Lent, but I really, no, no, I really fond like of Lent. <laughs> really, I really like the party ahead of ahead of Lent. <laughs> but you know,
10: I don't think Lent is supposed to be enjoyed.
7: No, I I know that's the point of it is actually not enjoying and like, you know, it's about sacrifice and all that. I don't know. I get goofy when I don't eat. <laughs> well, we we my have to gets, take, everybody take care of yourself. If you're fasting, please take care of yourself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was thinking, I was thinking maybe maybe i would read another poem i have uh i have some things that you know i guess i guess since we're talking about religion you know it's funny that like a lot of a lot of parties like mardi gras it's no longer perceived as kind of related to like a religious moment right it's it's just been commercialized into a a party
10: that's happened you know all over yeah you know um everything that corporations can get their hands on you know they'll they'll get their end in somehow yeah um yeah it's it's a thing that happens it happened at christmas too it's unfortunate yeah
7: so i'm i'm gonna this is this is something that you know it's i don't believe I don't know if I've read this anywhere I can't remember I wrote it while I was on a a road trip in America across America I my my sweetie and I we we drove from San Francisco all the way to New York state we didn't make it to New York City but we we hung out mostly in in Binghamton, New York that was pretty fun um, yeah, I know who, who does that? It was me. I, I really liked Binghamton actually they have these carousels. What's not to love about it? You know? Well, also I got to like go to this really creepy cemetery and it made me understand like the, what's that thing called? Uh, Washington Irving's book, the, the, with the pumpkin head. Um, oh, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane, the Ichabod Crane book. Yeah. What's that called? Um, the Legend of. The Legend of Ichabod Crane. That's not no, it. No, the Legend of <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. That's it. Come on, I wouldn't be a proper New Englander if I. I could was going to say that.
10: you 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 must know this. I've been away from New England for so freaking long. I don't even remember what it smells like anymore.
7: <laughs> well, it was lovely um but i also suddenly understood you know cuz i'm you know well, like we just don't have cemeteries that old no. in texas i mean i'm sure there are old cemeteries but the this was like there were some really like really old old graves there and it also helped me understand where all like the idea for every Bit of Halloween ornamentation that is sold to people. It's because it's like, oh wow, this is what the... I didn't realize that cemeteries actually looked like that—like all creepy and crooked and mm, yeah. like just really decrepit. I used and... to
10: write in a graveyard in a cemetery. You did? Yeah, it was on Benefit Street in Providence, and it was next to a old age home. Yeah. And I would—it was there it was a the perfect place to write. They had like little benches and little... Um, there is a um, a graveyard in the city at Mission Dolores. Yes. Where you can go inside to Mission Dolores where the church is yeah. on 16th and Guerrero, I believe. Yeah. live nice sort of right around the corner from there. And you can go in and there's a little tiny cemetery. Yep. And it's really peaceful. Very yes. nice. You know?
7: Well, did you know that all of Dolores Park used to be a cemetery? Right. Right. Yeah, like and Mission High School as well, like everything between like that whole stretch. Right. And oh, hey, if if you or anybody who might be listening, if you want to see something cool, I can't remember which floor at the main branch of San Francisco Public Library. Um, but there's a very cool photographic display of San Francisco cemeteries, and kind of the story of it's sort of the story of how the cemeteries got gentrified, and like because the land became yeah. so valuable for the living, so they. Dug everybody up and moved them. Same. Moved them to Colma. <laughs> have
10: you ever been to the Colma Cemetery? Sarah? I ha- You
7: know, I've driven past. I haven't been yet. They have you have been? They have
10: a separate area for clowns and like show people.
7: No way. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's
10: fascinating. I, my um, my parents were were wed in a cemetery, in a church, in a cemetery because my mom wouldn't convert. Oh, I to see. To Catholicism, so they wouldn't perform the wedding ceremony in the main church. They said, you will be wed in the old church across the street in the cemetery. And my mom was like, that's fine with me. Your mom is cool. Yeah, she had her moments. Yeah, I miss her. But the thing is, um, um, I don't know how to explain it. She's, um it was a very strange um, mix. Uh, a lot of people in my family were disowned because they married Catholics. Wow! You know, um, it was very strange kind of situation back there. Um, I'm not really comfortable with being Catholic myself. I consider myself a recovering Catholic.
7: Yeah, I you know? I, don't, um, I don't I don't you know the last time I I think the last time I went to church was when Val's mom. Dragged, dragged me and the other like party lingerers off to midnight mass after, after the Christmas party a few years ago. No. <laughs> she was hilarious too, Nobody man. Nobody can ignore she, her. You she, can't, no. she says, you're going to go
10: somewhere with me. You got to yes. go.
7: And, and, and boy, did she ever push my Catholic guilt button? She did. Like she totally did this thing. She's like, oh, look, it's 1130. Hey we've we've got just enough time to make it to mass and there was no saying no oh. there was absolutely no saying no I also and like that. so we went which is fine like I actually really enjoy midnight mass i like i kind of like going to church in the middle of the night and at christmas i really like the car- the christmas carols i enjoy the singing a lot right Cause right. you know, it's all the same songs. Like we all know the words. You know they don't change. It's sort of comforting that
10: all that kneeling it and sitting change. and bowing it turn me off. You know, you know what? It's I was just, um, it's
7: good exercise. It is. <laughs> it is. But you know, and and for I, a lot of people, uh, it's uh, you know a, a special time, which I like that energy. Like I liked the, the spiritual kind of yeah. I liked the yeah. good feeling of people.
10: You know what David Bowie said about religion? What did he say? He said, religion is for people who are afraid of going to hell. Mm. And spirituality is for people who had already been there. Interesting. Mm. That's a pretty good
7: take. I like that. Well, I guess in line with this, I've got a, I've got a, a poem here. Yeah, so like, this was one of my poems that I wrote on my road trip on interstate 80, like all the way across America. It was pretty cool. That's a long haul. It was a long haul. It was a good time. I, I learned a lot. It's the only way to see the country. It is. It's up close and, and, you know, it's, it's not, it's not as simple as it's made out to be. Like I really actually enjoyed all the people that I met, all the way across, um, you know, because I like to talk, so I talk to anybody who will talk. to talk. the
10: flyover, st- flyover people, <laughs> the, flyover, the
7: Yeah, because we didn't fly over; we drove. We drove right in. We.
10: <laughs> that's the way to do it, though. That's the way to see the country. It was cool. That's why. That's why On the Road was such a popular novel. Because it, you know, it it um it sped up the narrative. So people will be like, yeah, I want to see what's going to happen next to the crazy beatniks, you know. Yeah. Um, Travel has always been a big theme Mm -hmm. in literature, you know.
7: Well, it opens the mind. I mean, it's, and that feels, that feels good to me. I like that. You're
10: not going to not learn something.
7: Right. Right. There's going to always be surprises.
10: It's nice, you know, even if you're an advanced age to go to bed every night and say, you know, I learned something today. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I didn't want to. But I learned it anyway. Yep. You know, and I feel like a better person for that. Yep. And I still can't sleep.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> All right. Well. Read a poem, please. Hopefully hopefully this won't keep you up tonight. I know. Um, I, I wrote this uh, on July 3rd. <laughs> America has turned Christianity into a suicide cult. You'll sacrifice the world and your children's future because you believe you'll be taken up in the rapture. Let's assume for a moment that your God exists. How is it that you presume to know the mind of God? Isn't that your own pride? motivating your demise check your book we are to love one another our neighbors we are to steward the earth Double thanks snaps. some beat snaps that's yeah. cool i i also like the beat snaps
10: you know i always notice that valerie gets into a poem when she starts with the beat snaps. Yeah. That's I like her, that. that's her tell. You can tell like she likes a piece when she starts doing that. Yep.
7: Yeah, definitely does. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe we should like uh maybe I should play another another little a little bit of of something that uh, you know, like
10: all your picks the, have been brilliant today.
7: Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. I'm thinking of maybe like uh, another another little bit of music. I'm just having, I don't know. Do you have any, would you like to hear another of something by someone? Or, I or like something? Pablo a lot. You like Pablo? I really did. You know yeah. what? Here's a poet who's a local Bay Area poet um, who is awesome. And I'm I'm struggling right now because my arm is not quite long enough. But I'm gonna put this CD in here. Uh-oh, maybe not.
10: Val's here. There.
7: Oh, Val is here. Well, that's cool. So I'm gonna put Uh-oh. this CD <laughs> by Pablo in. And this is this is from Pablo's disc titled A Love oh. Story. Hello. And uh, this is this is the first track called. Once upon a time. And so everybody give give a little listen to Pablo here and enjoy a poem. shift Oh my goodness my I'm I'm all cut up in my earphones here. Woo. Um so yeah, so that I forgot this is Pablo Rosales's CD called A Love Story and and Once Upon a Time is an instrumental track. So well, I hope you enjoyed that. I really did. And uh what's what's so lucky for me and all of us who like to listen to mutiny radio right here at mutiny streaming live around the planet from right here in the mission district of San Francisco, California. And we are located at two, seven, eight, one 21st street at Florida. And, uh, One of the people who's been holding it down here for a lot of years is sitting right here in the booth. It is Global Val Ibarra.
12: What's up, everybody? (laughs) Hey, EK, DJ EK, open pages on a Saturday night, mutinyradio.fm. What's up, everyone? It's Global Val, and I'm really happy to be sitting on this side of the table tonight. (laughs) Yeah, you
7: don't have to push all the buttons and slide all the things and...
12: no, I don't. Yeah. But you're doing a fine job, EK. Thanks, Val. Happy to be here. Always happy. I was on. I was, took a ride over here, and I was saying, "Well, I'm going to Mutiny Radio." gave him gave him the little lowdown history of the station and the, the its pirate beginnings and the downfall via Anthony Bourdain and uh, all sorts of tidbits <laughs> of fun. And then it led me to. Become, you know, the the hostess that I've become influenced by Diamond Dave Whitaker, And I decided to ask my driver, well, do you have any creative outlets? Awesome. Turns out, you know, he of course he thinks he doesn't, but he does. You know, he just got a free piano off Craigslist because he wanted to learn piano, which he had never done before.
7: That's cool. You
12: know, he's, he thinks about books that he could write, you know, maybe children's books, like quick stories. So... You know we were able to to uncover some of his creative outlets, and he even said out loud, he's like, "Now you got me thinking about all the creative things that i I do kind of like, you know, he's like gardening. I was like, I like to tell people about gardening on the radio. I don't like to repeat myself too much on the radio, but one of the things that i've I've been sharing with the world uh, all these years is a reminder that you can have a garden and grow food." in a space the size of your television or less or less like
7: just uh you can have a little pot of like herbs or onions onions grow
12: really easily yeah and the my guy who was driving me over here he doesn't hasn't done this himself yet but he likes to garden and and he referenced that you can take a uh, an old water bottle You know, cut it up, put it in upside down, string them together so you water the top one and then it waters the ones below and then you have a little catch can at the bottom and then you can use that to water the top again and you can grow all sorts of herbs and stuff hanging in your window and very environmentally, you know, I mean, at least reusing, uh, making use of... uh, on the plastic. Yeah,
7: I was I was looking up a lot of like self-watering schemes that you can do, like to <laughs> reuse your plastic Scheme bottles. Scheme it up, EK. I know. I was like, ooh, I could do that. Yeah, because I've been, I've been. Uh, one of my 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 student library assistants has been helping me grow things in my library. What are you growing in the library? Well right now we're growing some, some mystery flower bulbs and that happened because the onions died. (laughs) It was a bummer, but the onions didn't make it. And really, and I'll take the blame for this. I failed to implement the self-watering system. Basically mea culpa. I forgot. And so over the winter holiday from formerly known as Christmas break, um,
12: it they didn't get watered and they didn't make it. Well, I would suggest that any student in the school who, like me, always procrastinated specifically on their science project. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> happened in the That's library. True. How long did it live? What happened when it didn't get watered for how long? Bam! You get a B minus. <laughs> well okay so actually we
7: have been keeping a document about um, our observations about the plant growing and it's super interesting because the art teacher gave us these mystery flower bulbs and i actually know what they are because they're the same as his but i'm growing them under skylights and the ceilings are pretty tall and and the it's like a frosted kind of glass or plex, I don't know what it is that is the actual material that makes the skylight. So so it's natural light but it's muted. And so the bulbs that he planted on the same day that I planted ours have already flowered. And so the the difference of light, but he's had it in full light like in a in an actual window. Under the skylight, it's growing very, very slowly. Like, it is really taking its time, and I'm wondering if it's going to flower at all. That
12: should be serve as a reminder that all life needs sunlight. Yes. There was a recent decision, if I may become serious for a moment. There was a recent court decision that said, um, told the, the sheriff's department, that they had to provide 1 hour of sunlight and 1 hour of exercise for people who are incarcerated in local county jails pre-trial meaning they're not they have not had a trial for the reason that they're behind in county jail um and if they've been there for over 4 years 4 pre- years pre-trial Pre-trial, right? People who are in jail for one reason or the other, but one of the reasons being that they're waiting to go to trial for some charge against them. So, oh no, and I think this should be implemented like, like for four everyone, days. like if
7: you're in there for four days, you should yeah. be taken
12: yeah, so that's,
7: outside for an hour, but you got to be in there for four years before you get go to go outside for an hour. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's stupid.
12: It's it's inhumane. Right. So you're like, you know, like I started reading about it and I'm like, oh, well, OK. It, it starts out with, you know, people who are in cars in, in the county jails need to get sunlight and exercise. I'm like, yes. And then you read on and, and it's like if you've been in there for over four years. I'm sorry, I'm shouting. No, no, you're uh, fine. If they've been in there for over four years pre- Trial, and you're like, Well, that this is an interesting subgroup. What about everybody else? And what about the fact that that's still insufficient?
7: Oh, well, that's too long to wait to go outside for an hour.
12: I mean, it's more like now this is the guarantee, right? (laughs) Like, what in the world is going on? And
7: why is it taking four years to get a trial? Jeez Louise,
12: insane institutions! Oh my goodness, so sunlight as you said, direct is making those things flower, right? It's like, well, what is our investment in the rest of humanity in ourselves, right? What kind of world do we want to have? Or do we want to have a world where we even work inside every day, you know, under the halogen lights of America and and not just America, but, um, you know, if we get, some sunlight like your indirect light coming in you know things are growing more slowly yep. nature knows what to do it's true you know but the question is do we no <laughs> I read I a think, poem. <laughs>
7: val i would love it if you would read a poem i see you've got a cute little notebook
12: there i do um this is uh, this one i want to d- dedicate to joan rivard if she's out there, you should go read her work on peacedrums.org. She is a, um, a, a an amazingly descriptive writer um, and interacts with kids in the hate. And I use kids in a loose term. Um, the people of the hate and the people who live on the streets and who have traveled there for generations. And um, she's been very concerned about... Uh, A lot of changes in the Haight-Ashbury, and I happened to notice one of them the other day as I was driving by, which is down kind of near Hippie Hill, um, near Hippie Hill, and kind of between it and the children's playground. um, They're putting up these fences that are uh, along the walkway down in the park, so you know how you would kind of like go into the, you know, like go off the path, but it's still open, and maybe you're just sitting there hanging out and things like that. Not everywhere. Not like around the ma- big part of, of Hippie Hill, but on the pathway toward it. And uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's it's huh. getting worked on. So oh. I, I wrote this called Hippie Hill Erasure. As we drive to work, fences go up in the park. I'm distracted watching the spots where people sit get quartered off by fear of freedom, of self-determination, of introspection, by those whose clothes get musty in the dust with colorful patches of another tribe you've never heard of. Wow. And then this kind of companion piece, because I was driving along in the morning... Uh, past the panhandle this is called When Reds Turn to Greens tired eyes at a stoplight stares out past the glare to the lit and living ecosystem of treetops but he doesn't have time to stop and treasure the pleasure of their company because the company calls and the walls of cars are calmly carrying on as the bombs of capitalism drop into their laps with alarms, disturbing naps, and stealing dreams.
7: All right, Val, you know what you get? You get some beat snaps. (laughs)
12: I love how Bloodflower and Perry are out here. You guys are great. Yeah. I'm so glad I so came here tonight.
7: Claps out in the audience. I'm so glad you came here tonight too. We've been we've been having a good time this evening. It's a fine, fine Saturday night. I dressed up for radio, you know, like you do. Nice. And uh I wanna <laughs> I I've I've actually got I, I've got another another poem by Pablo Rosales to play called On Love, but I want to talk to you a little bit about the station before we move on to more poetry. Um, so a thing everybody should know is that the 2020 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is happening March 1st through 7th. It is bringing 76 national comedians together for 66 live comedy shows, streaming radio and podcasts. It is happening 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Saturday at MutinyRadio.fm. Plus, there is a special live comedy show at El Rio on Wednesday, March 4th. So you should uh, check out the schedule and full lineup to get tickets and more information at www.MutinyRadio.fm and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's not expensive it's it's actually very reasonable um so yeah everybody know about that and come and support the station it 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 helps keep the lights on and and the 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 words and music streaming out to the internet (laughs) <laughs> There's so many ways to listen to each other now. So this is this is one of the ways that we're doing it. And uh, so I think it's going to be a good time. So everybody who's a fan of comedy should come check it out.
12: Yeah, it's kind of, it's the biggest event that the station does all year. So the first week of March, now it sounds like it's running seven days this this year. Matt, yeah. Pam Benjamin is a mad woman. She, she is. You she's know, been
7: working really hard to get it organized.
12: Very hard. And I'm I'm grateful for her work here. And, and um, you know, she really has cultivated uh, a lot of opportunity for people to get stage time. And she's been collecting uh, submissions from people from across the country for this event, uh, the past few years since she started it, how many how many years has it been going now? Good question. You know, years th- it's three it's to years. five. I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't ask me to
7: count. Um,
12: <laughs> but the, this several is the
7: third to fifth annual. So it's a third
12: to fifth annual. You know, <laughs> fucking comedy festival. No, but it's really cool because people like will send things in. She she you know people will uh, send their. Um, their videos in and she just kind of picks people from around the country. So literally like comedians, which if you know comedians or if you are one, you know that like coming across the country to go to a show and be part of a festival is a big deal because you're poor. Yeah. And it better be cool. (laughs) And you're hoping it's going to be cool. And you hope that people are going to laugh at your jokes. And, you know, I mean, it's a real lifestyle. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, Lots of credit for for people who are doing their craft. So it would be really nice to be a welcoming city and come and listen to people and meet people from around the country who are um, coming to to Mutiny Radio to be funky and just whatever. Show them, um, yeah. So there's tons of live shows. We hope you come. It's like ten bucks. You know, I, a show. Or sometimes there's like a deal you can get a um, you can buy like a whole pass um, for the for the festival, so you can come to any number of shows. So check it out on MutinyRadio.fm um, and uh, come on out and just support. They 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 even generously broadcast live. So if you're lazy and you're really sitting at home, you could listen to it <laughs> or wherever you're sitting. I guess you don't have to be at home anymore because we have an app. Mutiny Radio has an app now, so you can stream it through your app and listen to all the podcasts. However, it's different to come out and be live and it's really cool to come out and support, um, you know, artists who are doing their thing and be in our funky, cool space. So you really want to be here if you haven't been here before. And if yeah. you have been here, you're like, yeah, that place is cool. Yeah, so check it out. So come support the radio station, support the, um, especially the, uh, the comedy festival, March 1st through the 7th. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fun.
7: So, uh, you know we've been, you know we're still in the halo of Valentine's Day mm. and uh, St. Valentine's Halo. <laughs> I don't know, he, poor old martyr. 10, 10. So anyway, um, I've I've got a it's all a, about love. I've got I've got a piece queued up here from Pablo Rosales, and from his CD titled A Love Story, and this is a track that's titled. On Love. So give a listen to Pablo Rosales. Then
13: said, Amitra, speak to us on love. And the prophet raised his head and looked upon the people, and there fell a stillness on them. And with the great voice, he said, when love beckons to you, follow him. Though his ways are hard and steep. And when his wings have wounds you, yield to him. Though the sword hidden among his pinions may wound you. And when he speaks to you, believe in him. Though his voice may shatter your dreams. Like the north wind lays waste the garden. For even as love crowns you, so shall he crucify you. Even as he is for your growth, so he is for your pruning. Even as he ascends to your height and caresses your tenderest branches that quiver in the sun, so shall he descend to your roots and shake them, and they are clinging to the earth. like sheaves of corn. He gathers you unto himself. He thrusts you to make you naked. He sifts you to free you from your house. He grinds you to whiteness. He needs you until you're a And then he assigns you to a sacred fire that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. All these things love shall do unto you so that you may know the secrets of your heart. And in that knowledge... Become a fragment Of life's heart But if in your fear You seek only love's peace And love's pleasure Then it's better for you to cover over your nakedness And pass out of love's threshing floor Into the seasonless world Where you shall laugh But at all your laughter And weep But at all your tears Love gives none but of itself And takes not but from itself. Love possesses not, nor would it be possessed. For love is sufficient unto love. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart. But rather, I am in the heart of God. And think not you can direct the course of love. For love, if it finds you worthy. That makes your course. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself with more love. But if you love and must needs have desires, let these be your desires. To melt like a running brook that sings its melody to the night, to know the pain of too much tenderness, to be wounded by your own understanding of love, to bleed willingly and joyfully, to wake and dawn with a weak heart
11: and give thanks
13: for another day of loving rest at the noon hour and meditate love's ecstasy to return home at eventide with gratitude and then to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart and a song of praise upon your lips
7: All right, that was Pablo Rosales on Love. And I wonder what that poet is up to these days. I haven't seen him around in a while, but he's, he's, he's a favorite. So it's always, it's nice to listen to this CD. That's what's great about recordings is that you can hear what, hear, hear what you like from, from people you like whenever you want. It's like on demand. So, we're getting getting close to the end of the show here. So, I'm going to I'm going to read one one last love poem. And uh it doesn't have a title yet. I I wrote this this past September. Um so here it goes. What would it be like If we all decided to rescue each other, all of us, everybody in the whole wide world, what would we do? We would cook our own food, walk to work, or ride a bike. We'd stop making messes and clean up the damage we've done. We'd lend a hand to people in the way of bad weather, to refugees who have nothing, because all of us are vulnerable, and the weather gets more unpredictable all the time so you are listening to Open Pages at mutinyradio.fm and we're right here in the Mission District of San Francisco, California at 2781 21st Street at Florida and Open Pages happens Every third Saturday of the month, we often have features, but tonight we're just kind of doing, doing the thing. And, uh, so, you know, we've, we've heard a lot about love tonight cause you know, we're all thinking about that and I'm just gonna close here with something I love, which is, my my brother's punk band called something fierce They're in houston texas so look them up and i think that you're gonna like this song it's it's from an album called don't be so cruel and this this is the title track don't be so cruel and it's something fierce, so I love punk rock.